hello and welcome back to another Someone Has to Say It or Somebody's Got to Say It podcast. My name is Justin, uh, where the truth sets you free. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. I didn't plan on making a podcast this evening. Today is um, Monday, July the 20th of 2020. And I just felt inspired to come in here and sit down at my desk and um, do a quick podcast. I don't I don't know how long this will take, um, but uh, I, I do want to uh, – I do feel like I, I need to come and sit down and share some things with you guys that are uh, that are really on my heart tonight. And um, I don't have any notes with me. I, I don't have you know anything to, to kind of keep track th- of my thoughts, so I'm just believing that I'm going to uh, say uh, what I need to say and how I need to say it today. Um, if you're unfamiliar with our, our podcast, um, you can you can find our podcast on Facebook at the Facebook page, Join Us in Prayer. That's Join Us in Prayer, J-O-I-N-U-S-I-N-P-R-A-Y-E-R. And you can always go to www.joinusinprayer.org. That's joinusinprayer.org to find out more about us. Also to uh, get our email address, which is J U. I P R A Y E R at gmail.com. It's basically uh, Jupe or J U I P and prayer. They, they, uh, they share the P at gmail.com. Please email me if you have any questions. Um, I'd like to interact with uh, you guys. If, if you have any questions or you want to find out more information about us or who we are, how we started, all of that good stuff. So, um, I, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about uh, how Join Us in Prayer started and where where it all came from. If you, if you rewind um, back to the to the last podcast that I that I had, where I talked about why am I the way I am, I talked about my testimony that happened back in in 2015, which totally changed my life. And um, I. I Later on that same year, towards the end of uh, – I'd say it was December of 2015, where things were pretty get, you know, getting pretty heated coming up for the 2016 elections and, and all that. You were hearing a lot about that stuff in the news. I felt like um, we really needed to – really needed to, to pray, that we really needed to seek God. We really needed to uh, – we really needed to come together – those who felt the call to come together and don't do any any uh, you know preaching or anything, nothing but but seeking God, praying, you know, putting Him first. He says, "If we're two or more two or more gathered in My name, there I am in the midst." To be honest with you, part of the issue with our church is two or more don't normally gather in his name. Um, a lot of them gather in the name of the church or gather in the name of the pastor or gather in the name of the praise and worship band or gather in the name of the, of the program that's at that church or the children's program that's at that church. And uh, and again, I, I'm speaking from my heart tonight. So uh, if any of this if any of this stings you or hurts you, I, I don't intend to offend you in any way, shape or form, but we need to wake up. 
we need to to wake up to what the gospel really has to say, what the gospel really is, uh, to what being a true Christian really is, and we need to get things right in in our lives individually, inside of our corporate worships, um, corporate worshiping, um, our churches. Um, it, it, it enough is enough. We we've we've come to a point in this country because. Uh, uh, in my personal opinion, uh, you may have opinion that differs. If you do, that's great. But when I look at the condition of the church, and I look at where where we are as a country, my heart breaks because I don't. I know this is not the intention of God, because His church is not supposed to look like it does in the Western world today. Uh, we are lethargic. We are asleep. We have no power. We lack power. Um, it's, it's, it, in a lot of churches, it's very odd for the Holy Spirit to show up. Um, we worship our pastors. Um, we, we love it when certain ones speak and we don't attend when other ones are speaking. Uh, we love our praise and worship. We, we love our programs, um, that we provide for the children. We love all of that stuff. And as a as a whole and all together, it's not really that bad. But you don't have the Lord there like He's supposed to be. He's not number one. We aren't gathering in His name. We we are not. We are not. If we were, He would be there. How do I know that? Because He said He would be. Where two or more are gathered in My name, there I am in their midst. Is this every church? No. Our church is starting to wake up. Yes, but most of the churches. Right now, their conditions are spiritually dead. I ask you this question. If your body didn't have your spirit inside of it, what would you call your body? Would you call it alive? Would you call it, uh, would you call it, uh, thriving? Would you, what would you call it? Well, of course you wouldn't call it any of those things. You would call your body dead. If your spirit was not residing in your body, you would call it dead. Why is his body any different? What we call the body of Christ today, and, 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 and I'm not saying churches don't do good things. I'm not saying that churches do bad things. I'm not saying any, I'm not, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is all of that stuff is done in vain if it's not done in the name of and the purpose of Jesus Christ. So we 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 felt this call back in the late 2015 to come together and start praying. And we came together and we started praying. And you know what? I started experiencing more of the power of God in my home where we were coming together and praying. In the beginning, it was six people. Six. Six people. It's more than two. So there were six people that were coming together and were praying. And we were experiencing more of the power and the presence of God in those uh, those prayer meetings than we were at our own different churches. Because not all of us went to the same church at that particular particular time in our lives. We were going to separate churches. And I'm telling you, it it, it <laughs> there's a difference. And this is this is this is part of of the issue that that we need to get right. We need to go back again and we need to make it not about us. Not about us. It's not about you. 
the gospel is is about him and how much he loves humanity and what he was willing to do in order to win this world back again. How he can get his own out of the world. How you can become a son or daughter of God. That's what this whole thing is about. It's about returning you back to your normal intent, your normal, or your, 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 prior creation of who you are uh, in this world, who you're supposed to be. But you couldn't be that because you were sinful, because you had fallen. But Jesus Christ came and he took away your sin. He didn't He didn't baby it and say, oh, it's okay. You'll be fine. No, he removed it. And he expects us to keep it removed. It's an expectation. It's, it's not a, oh, well, well, if you don't, it's okay. I'll keep forgiving you. He's a loving God. Do you like it when people take advantage of your love? Do you like it when people take advantage of you and your love? Most normal people would answer that question with no. And I can tell you that God does not either. He does not appreciate it whenever he gives everything and you give half. When he gives everything and you just kind of play with Christianity. When he gives everything and you just give lip service at, on Sunday mornings and then the rest of the week you live your own life and you call him Lord. No wonder this world is confused. No wonder this world looks at Christians and says, well, I'm no different. The only difference with them is they go to church on Sunday mornings and on Wednesday evenings. It's time. It is time. And like I say in all my podcasts, I am not mad at you. I am not your enemy. You are not my enemy. Your church is not my enemy. Your pastor is not my enemy. You are my beloved brother and and or sister or, or sorry, beloved brother and sister and in Christ. And because of that, I love you and I want you to be who you're supposed to be in Christ. I want you to grow up into him. I want you to realize your purpose in this life and live up to that purpose. Paul uh, said on on several occasions that we are, are that our lives are supposed to be worthy, that we're supposed to live in a worthy manner for the name of Jesus Christ. For the name of Jesus Christ. And we guys, we have not been doing that. We've not been doing that. We we have gotten comfortable in our chairs. We have gotten comfortable with everything that we do as far as a Christian tradition of going to church, paying our tithes and offering, volunteering at church, all of those things. And again, those are not bad things. But that is not what saves your soul. That is not how you come to know Jesus. That is not, that is not what a Christian, uh, a true Christian looks like. That is not what makes you a Christian. And it's time to save the church. It's time to save it. It's time to wake the church up. It's time to say, guys, hello, 
wake up. You're going down the wrong path. Yes, I know you're comfortable. Yes, I know your pastor doesn't say this stuff. Yes, I, I know that, that you're used to doing what you are used to doing and, and, and you feel like you're okay because you go to church and you say the prayers at church and you lift your hands during praise and worship. You, you are even on the pastoral team or you're even uh, volunteering in the youth ministry or whatever the case may be. And you think you're okay. But you don't know him. You don't know him. Some of you might know him, but not all of you know him. And those who don't know him, you know I'm talking to you. And I am sounding the alarm right now to you. And I'm saying, you have got to repent. You have to go back to your first love, the one that saved you. The one that rescued you from your sin and cleansed you from your unrighteousness and set your feet back on the solid rock. You've got to go back to him. You've got to follow him. You've got to obey his word. You've got to learn what his commands are. Not because you have to in order to get to heaven, but because you love him. It's totally different than the way that we are taught in most churches. Most churches were taught, okay, now you're saved. Now you get plugged in and you volunteer. You pay your tithes and offerings and you attend church every single week. And then you're good. No, no, no. That is not discipleship. That is not discipleship. Discipleship is where you learn how to cast out demons. Learn how to, how, how to have relationship with Holy Spirit. Where you learn how to pray for the sick, heal the sick, cleanse the leopard. Those are how you become like Jesus. But you don't do it apart from Him. You can't do it outside of Him. You do it in relationship with Him. You produce the fruit because you're connected to the vine. Because He lives in you, and you abide in His Word, and His Word abides in you. And because of that, you ask what, what, what you will, and it's done for you. It's done for, because you abide in Him, and His words abide in you. It's time to start living that type of lifestyle. It's time to get back in relationship with Him. It's not good enough anymore to to wear the Christian label but not be a Christian according to what He says a Christian should be. It's not enough anymore. It never really was. But we acted like it was for so long. For so long. And, and, and now, this, what we're experiencing in this world is the fruit of it. It's the fruit of it. Where are your churches right now? Where are your pastors? Where, why are we silent? Why are we silent in, in the face of, of losing, um, of everything that, that this country stands for? Judeo-Christian uh, beliefs, whatever you want to call them, it's built upon the foundation of freedom, and so is being a Christian. But we're, we're we are losing all of this stuff, and yet we are silent. We're not saying anything, and we're just hoping that it's going to get better. We're just hoping that it's all going to work out. And I'm here to tell you right now, unless we fall on our face, we get back in relationship with God, we reconnect the part back to the head, it will not be okay. You will not get the turn. You put your faith in, 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 in the presidency. You put your faith in your government. You put your faith in your churches. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? 
you are putting your faith in the wrong place. Those things will not save you. There is no name on uh, under heaven or or un, under heaven or in heaven by which you can be saved outside of the name of Jesus Christ. You cannot be saved by any other name. You pray for those people, you pray for those those authorities, but they cannot save you. Only Jesus can save you. But I am astonished right now at this silence, the silence of pastors who are afraid to speak up because of what is happening. They're afraid to offend any. When did it become wrong to offend people? When did it become unloving or uncaring to offend people? If, if, if Jesus was afraid to offend people, most of what he said, especially to the Pharisees and the scribes, would not be written in the Bible. He would have never said them because he was afraid to offend them. If he was afraid to offend them, he would have never, he probably would have never been crucified. He probably would have never had to go to the cross because he would have never said the things he, he said because he would have been afraid of, of offending people. And I'm telling you guys, right now is the time we're done offending people. We're done – or we're done being afraid to offend people, I mean. We're done uh, being scared of what they may say or what they may do. The Bible says, fear the one who has the power to to throw to put you in hell after you die that's the one you need to fear not men not presidents not not governments those are the ones that you need to fear is or god is the one that you need to fear those are the ones that you need to pray for that you need to be uh, seeking god for but you do not those are the ones that cannot save you but jesus can save you So in like I was saying, in the latter half of 2015, we came together and we started praying six of us, and we were experiencing God's power in those meetings. People would see visions. People would uh, – we'd have healings. Pe- people would um, uh, give tongues, interpretations of tongues, and, and, and uh, just uh, amazing things. Um, uh, things that people try to keep secret would come out in the open, and, and people would, would repent and – and uh, it was an awesome time of, of being in God's presence. It was an amazing time of being in God's presence and, and, and praying. And people would pour out their hearts in prayer, repenting and seeking and worshiping and, 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 and all that. And, it, and like I said, we were experiencing more of his presence in that meeting than we would uh, when we would go to church to our respective churches on the weekends. Because we had everything in common there. We, we were, we were all wanting whatever God wanted. All wanting whatever. We were, we were, we were there not because we had to go to church on Sundays. We were there because we wanted more of God. So here, here's what, what I am advocating right now is that we have got to get together and pray we have got to 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 seek him again in this time the lord spoke to me 
um, I, I was I was praying. Um, this was probably about uh, three or four months into 2016 after we had been praying for a while, and I started seeing the hunger and 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 God just moving in a mighty way, and and I I, I saw um, Him just do amazing things, and I asked Him, I said, Lord, where are the people who really love You? Who are the people who really, really love you? Where, where are they? I mean, surely this isn't the whole thing here. People come into our group. I know there's more of them out there. And he spoke to me and he said, <coughs> excuse me, he spoke to me and said, there are more people out there, but they felt like you did inside of your church where they feel like they're doing everything they're told to do, but they want more. They're seeking more, but they feel like they're by themselves. They haven't connected with other people. So I know that there are other people out there, especially now, who are crying out that want more of God. But they feel alone. They feel alone. Well, I'm, get in touch with people. Get in touch with, with your pastor's sake. Pastor, we need to start a prayer group. We need to come together as a community. We need to seek God. Meet in your homes. Find people in your in your community that are like-minded, that love the Lord. And start meeting in your homes. Call out to God. Call out to Him. In one heart, and one mind, and one accord. And I promise you, He will not disappoint you. Pray for for our governments. Pray for our cities. Pray for our churches. Pray for our pastors. Pray for our our leaders. Um, all the way from from our mayors, our city councils, all the way up to to the president. Um, everywhere in between. Pray that the truth would be known. That whatever deceiving, lying tongue there is would be brought to justice, and that it would be exposed, and that um, that the truth would reign in every area of our government from from um congress halls through the through the president from from all the cabinet members um all the way throughout all of our media pray that the media would speak the truth that a spirit of of deception and lies would be shut up in Jesus name and that that we would that this country uh, would repent, would fall on its face again, repent. Second Chronicles 7.14, we like to quote it, we just don't like to live it. So let's live it. Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by, by their my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. If my people, guys, it starts with us in the church. It starts with us. It starts with us. We have abandoned our first love in this country. We have fallen in love with our vacations, our big houses, our big cars, our churches, um, our our uh, popular uh, music musical artists, our rappers, our our singers, our 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 reality shows. We've fallen in love. Our sports. We've fallen in love with all of that stuff, and we have made God sit in the back and only call to Him when we need Him. Well, I'm telling you right now, that's not good enough anymore. It's not good enough. We have to restore our relationship with Him. In this, in the uh, summer of 2016, the Lord spoke to me because I, I, I asked Him, I said, Lord, I see all these miracles you're working in the book of Acts, God. I see everything you're doing here, and I don't understand how come I don't see these things in the church. And I was reading Smith Wigglesworth at the same time. I said, God, why don't we see these things in your church anymore? I do not understand it. Has something changed? Have you changed your mind about the church and the way that we're supposed to be? I don't understand it, God. Where's the power? Where's the presence? Where is all that? And he spoke to me and he said, Justin, I want to, 
but my body is sick. And I said, whoa, 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 hold on one second. You know, this, this isn't right. Your body can't be sick. You're the Lord. You're Jesus. That's an impossibility. And I'll never forget what he said to me. He responded and he said, if your body did not function the way it was created to function, wouldn't you say it was sick? And I was blown away. I said, wow. I said, yeah, I guess so. I said, how do you fix the sickness, Lord? How do you get rid of the sickness? And he spoke to me and he said, you must reconnect the part back to the head. And, and in my mind, when I, when, I, when I remember the Lord saying that to me, I go back to John chapter 15, where he is the vine. Uh, we are the branch. Apart from him, we can do nothing. If we don't produce fruit, the husbandman or the father goes through the vine and he cuts off those ones that are not producing fruit. If you, if you've been cut off, if you're no longer producing fruit, you need to repent. You need to fall on your face. You need to cry out to God. You need to ask Him to forgive you, forgive you, wash you and cleanse you and, 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 um, ask Him to reconnect you back to the vine, to plug you in, that, that the Holy Spirit may give you strength, that may give you boldness, may give you, um, the power that was promised to us in Acts chapter 2, that when He comes upon us, we will receive power from on high. To be his witnesses, not to be his 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 um, his uh, 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 seat warmers on Sunday mornings, but to be his witnesses. You can't be a witness when you're around um, a, a or in a building called a church where everybody there or ninety nine point nine percent of them say they already believe. You need the Holy Spirit so that when you go out, you go to your jobs, whenever you go to your home, whenever you go to your family, whenever you go out and about and somebody needs Jesus, you have something to give them. That's what we're called to be. That's what the way that we're supposed to live. Read the book of Acts, guys. See the church, the way that it started. He has not changed his mind about this. He hasn't decided, oh, well, um, they have enough money now. They have enough uh, buildings. They have enough all this. They don't need me anymore. That's not true. As a matter of fact, in the, in the book of Revelation, he says, you think you're rich, but you're really poor. Repent and do the things that you did before. Ask for forgiveness. Start spending time with Him. Dedicate your life to Him. He will not take second place in your life. He only accepts first. Repent, guys. Second Chronicle says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. Pray. Number one, the first thing we need to do is pray. Go back to praying. Go back to communion with God. Go back, even if you don't feel anything, even if you don't understand everything, even if you have questions, even if you're confused, even if whatever is going on in your life, the number one thing is pray. You return to a lifestyle of prayer. That's number one. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. Number two. I'm sorry, um, number three, actually, the first one is humble yourselves. Let me start over again. You need to humble yourself. You need to say, I don't have all the answers. My money won't fulfill everything in my life. I, I can't work all this stuff out on my own. I need to, uh, I need God in my life. I need God in my life. That's number one. That's humble. Number two, pray. 
Number three, seek his face. Seek his presence. Seek his face. Not what he can do for you, but, but what his presence means. What, what his, what his presence does in our life. Seek his presence, his face, his face. Get close to him. Not be at an arm's reach, but seek to go past the hands, past the arms, the elbows, into his, his, his chest, into his face. Seek his face. What does God look like? What does he think? What does he act like? What, it, what pleases him? Turn from your wicked ways. Repent. 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 Get the stuff out of your life you know that shouldn't be there. The things that displease Him. Get the stuff out of your life. Return back to God. Call out to Him. Call out to Him. And He says that if we humble ourselves, pray, uh, seek His face, and repent, that He will hear from heaven, forgive our sins, and heal our land. But it starts. it starts with us, guys. We have to go back to Him. We have to go back. We have to repent. We have to uh, quit playing church. We have to quit pretending that everything is okay because it's not. We have to we have to quit pretending that going to church and uh, hearing a good message and uh, you know uh, giving a little bit of tithes and offering. That that's, that that is something that, that, that God is pleased with and that we don't need to do anything else. That simply is not true. It simply is not true. Read the Bible. Go back to His Word. Don't take my word for it. Go back to His Word. Don't take your pastor's word for it. Go back to His Word. Read the Word of God. See what He has to say about this stuff. See what He says about this stuff. And then take everything to Him. Go to Him then. Cry out to Him. Beg for forgiveness. And He will. If we do what what He asks us to do, then you can believe that He is faithful and that He is just and that He will do what He says that He would do. He will hear from heaven. He will forgive our sins and He will forgive our lands. Find people who are like-minded that, that, are, that are not okay with just going to church. Find people who are okay with being the church and knowing Jesus Christ. Being His hands and feet in this world. Who are interested in learning and obeying His commands. Come together and, and, and pray together. And then let's see what God will do because I believe that we, if we do this, that He will do what He promised that He will do. I believe that with my all my heart that He will do the things that He promised us that He will do. Let's pray real quick before I, I, I let you guys go. Well, Father, in Jesus' name, I, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for the fire that you're burning in your your saints, Father God. The fire that you're burning in your people to return to you, Father God, to repent, to cry out to you, Lord, humble ourselves, to humble themselves, Lord, repent from their wicked ways, seeking your face, Father God, that you will do the things that you said that you would do. Forgive us, Father God. Cleanse us. <clears throat> Cleanse us from all unrighteousness, I pray. 
Heal us, Father God. Set us back on the right path, God. We 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 humbly repent of all of our sin, sins, Lord, our our idols, Lord, um, what the, the people that we've held up as idols in this country. We repent of that, Lord, and we ask that you forgive us, Lord. Forgive us for our silence. Forgive us for walking away from those who need Jesus. Forgive us for for forgetting about you, Lord, making services and, 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 uh, church about us instead of making it about you, making it about you. And Lord, forgive us, we pray. For, forgive us for making the church about a building and a structure that we go to that we are entertained at instead of making the church about the body of Christ, where the gates of hell will not prevent, prevail against that particular church, that body, that ecclesia in your word, Father. And I just ask that you would forgive us and cleanse us, Lord. Wash us whole. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon us, Lord Jesus, I pray in Jesus' name. Those of us who are hungry, Lord, I pray right now as they listen to this, that they sense a tangible presence, Lord, that you pour it out to them, Lord, as as they are repenting, as they're crying out to you, as they're calling out to you right now, Lord. Forgive them, Lord. Cleanse them. Fill them with the Holy Spirit again, Lord, a fresh and a new wave of the Holy Spirit. One that comes with power. Ones that come with power. One that comes with power in the name of Jesus. To be your witnesses, Lord. Not to be your seat warmers any longer. Not not to be comfortable in our buildings, Lord, any longer. But to go out and to change the world again for the with the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your presence. Thank you that, that things are going to change, Lord. Thank you that by faith we know that, that you are working on our behalf, Lord. We have faith and we know and we trust you, Lord. We trust you because your, your character is loving and good and kind and faithful above all. Loving and faithful above all. And Lord, we thank you for it. Thank you for it. Pour it out on them right now in the name of Jesus. Pour it out on them right now in the name of Jesus. Forgive us, Lord. Cleanse us. Give us direction in how we should pray. Give us direction in how we should do the things that you've called us to do, Father God. We pray. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your presence right now. Right now. Oh, yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory, we give you honor, we give you praise, Lord. Our, our prayers, prayers will not be just two, three minutes long, Lord, because we want to be in your presence. Our prayers are going to be lifelong, daily, uh, daily worshiping. As Paul said, pray without ceasing. So we're going to pray without ceasing. Our life will be a prayer and a worship unto the Lord our God. In Jesus' name. Give us boldness, Father. Give us boldness in the name of Jesus to speak out the truth in this time, in this time frame of what's going on in our country, Lord. Give us boldness to speak the truth, to not be afraid to speak truth in this time. Because truth sets people free. And when they come to see it, they come to know it, they come to understand it, they will know that they've been set free. We thank you, for Father, that you give us the words to say by the power of your Holy Spirit at the time that we need it. And thank you that we that we abide in you. Your word abides in us, Lord. And we thank you for it, Father. Thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Well, thank you guys again for joining me uh, for this uh, uh, Someone's Got to Say It podcast. I, I really appreciate you listening in and uh, uh, hearing my heart today. It's time to pray. It's time to return to, to, to the Lord. It's time to be a part of the body. It's time to do our part. It's time to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, and with all of our, all of our might and all of our strength. And to love our neighbor as, our, as we love ourselves. So I thank you guys again. I pray for you. I, uh, I believe that things are going to change and turn around. Won't be easy. But um, but I believe that if we heed this word, that God is going to do something amazing in this hour through his church, through his remnant. In Jesus' name, God bless.